everybody, this is Keith with News on the News. We have this special bonus edition before the first presidential debate in Milwaukee on Wednesday night, which we want you to chime in and uh, give us your comments on how you think it went. Did your candidate do very well? Did they not do very well? Who surprised you? Who didn't in a Trumpless debate? And uh, get a chance to hear my comments on the last podcast. I still need to know about these candidates that aren't making a name out there in the media. These go or go home candidates like uh, Suarez from Miami Mayor and some of those other, I think South Dakota shows how much I remember. I had the list. Anyway, what I'm going to be doing in this special podcast is play for you the second hour of the Eric Erickson conservative talk show. It's his podcast. He used to host uh, that program on New Source One Michiana back when it launched for several months. And so uh, we're going to give you hour two in which you'll hear from Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy and Nikki Haley because he had a big uh, show off event, radio party, his personal show. Um, sort of like the 95.3 event about the mic. Um, noise, if I think that's called. But anyway, so let's go ahead and sit back, relax, and uh, get to that chance to hear some more from the uh, conservative big-name candidates. Some of you may be rooting for Vivek. Um, you'll get a chance to hear from him. Um, and obviously Ron DeSantis. Uh, please send us a voicemail. This is your interactive show, podcast. Uh, obviously the uh, talk radio channel is on hold uh, for a few months till we see that the time is right to relaunch it and uh, pick things back up. So anyway, here we go. Let's turn everything over to the Erickson Talk Show Hour 2. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the United States of America. So glad to have you. Beautiful day outside here. I hope it's blue skies where you are. Those of you in Southern California, uh, Nevada and Arizona, I'm sorry for the rain you're having. I know you need it, but not all at one time with 12 trillion gallons poured out. If you all haven't seen the pictures of the flooding in uh, California, Arizona, uh, parts of Nevada, it really is just tremendous landslides, mudslides, uh, roads breaking up. And then Southern California, uh, Los Angeles had a 5.5 earthquake while also having a hurricane. I saw a, a, a reporter who is a secular reporter, not a religious person at all, sent out, tweeted out a, a headline that in the middle of the flooding and hurricane, Los Angeles is having an earthquake and just said, repent. <laughs> wow. 
I just say uh, humor where you can find it, I guess, but sorry that you guys are having to deal with that. I hope it helps the reservoirs, though. Uh, the phone number here on the program, 877-973-7425, if you want to be on the program. Uh, I was the news as well. I wasn't the news. I was the facilitator of making the news. Lots of candidates running for president in Georgia this weekend, the the final big gathering of candidates before the debate stage in Milwaukee. I asked Ron DeSantis about Donald Trump not debating on the debate stage. I'll get to what he said, but first, I actually want to go talk to Gretchen, who was at the event. Welcome to the program. How are you? I'm fantastic. Being at the gathering, the highlight for me was meeting Philip. You've got a great team. Uh, i got to disconnect you uh, now. Sorry, sorry. What was that? You garbled? <laughs> <laughs> team Charlie and Philip. And uh, my mission the past few years has been able to see and hear things for myself without any filters. The breadth of topics of the speakers the depth of their conversations were, was extraordinary. Uh, I checked the news throughout the event. Local and national headlines and corporate and media were desperate to put Trump in the headline and in the first three paragraphs of their reporting. It, it was embarrassing for them. Um, and so I was so glad to be there for myself. What do you think, Eric? What will it take for corporate media, the traditional media, to once again fairly report the news with facts without pushing narratives? You know, I, I, I desperation, bankruptcy. Um, I, I don't. They, they lack humility. Is is what I'm seeing, uh, and, and that seems to be a lot of it. You know, what was so funny, Gretchen, is that we had some reporters who were very, very angry with us for refusing to uh, talk about Trump with these candidates on stage. And to a degree, I, I did with some, um, with uh, Governor DeSantis asked about him on the debate stage, with Brian Kipp asked about the indictments. But I really wanted them to tell their own policy agenda. And we had reporters from a couple of news outlets angry with us, saying, we're not going to cover your conference if you're not going to cover Trump. I mean, that that's that's what happened. And they ultimately actually wound up covering the conference and wound up actually liking it and feeling like they learned something. But still, so much of the national uh, press was focused on it. I, I, in fact, I want to play something for you, Gretchen. I'm going to let you go there. But uh, before I get back into what Kennedy said, just listen to some of these. Now, these are raw clips. And by a raw clip, I mean this is a news feed, and I haven't gotten it precisely to where I probably should get it. But you're going to pick up on the signals. This is from Wichita, Kansas. Oh, let me let me reroute my audio here from these clips. The way I'm I'm doing this on the fly, folks. Just just listen. This is from uh, this is from Kansas, Wichita, Kansas. Is in need of quote competent leadership. Christie made the comment during conservative radio show host Eric Erickson's The Gathering event in Atlanta yesterday. Christie took a jab at former President Donald Trump for calling Russian President Vladimir Putin a great leader. That was that was from Kansas City. Now this is from. Uh, let's see, is this the right clip? This is from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, Chris Christie is slamming former President Trump's decision not to participate in the upcoming Republican presidential debate. Appearing in Atlanta at a radio host, Eric Erickson's The Gathering, the former New Jersey governor called Trump a coward while talking with reporters. He's a coward. There's no other conclusion to come to that he's both afraid of me. That's that's Richmond, Virginia. Now, this is Youngstown, Ohio. 
and they focus on Vivek Ramaswamy and a little bit on Mike Pence. Is preparing to take the stage this week alongside other candidates for the first Republican presidential debate. Other Republican presidential hopefuls are gathering in Atlanta this weekend. Vivek Ramaswamy joined Eric Erickson at his gathering event on Saturday. Ramaswamy weighed in on the government's response to the Maui wildfires and slammed President Biden for not having traveled to the state as of yet. He also spoke about the first Republican debate and his thoughts on Trump's decision to skip it. Now, just keep follow along with me here. There, there's there's a method to my madness here. This is from Odessa, Texas. Uh, KWES. Christie is slamming former president's decision to not participate in the upcoming Republican presidential debate. Appearing in Atlanta at radio host Eric Erickson's The Gathering, the former New Jersey governor called Mr. Trump a, quote, coward while talking with reporters. Now, this is from uh, Orlando, Florida. Christie has been a regular critic of Donald Trump, saying that he will lose if he is the Republican nominee for the 2024 election. Vivek Ramaswamy also spoke at the conservative radio show host Eric Erickson's The Gathering event. That was from uh, Orlando. Now, this one is from uh, Brownsville, Texas, uh, KVEO. Adding raid roach spray to oh, his left. See, again, this is what I'm talking about. Unedited. Here we go. The hopefuls are gathering in Atlanta this weekend to join conservative radio host Eric Erickson's The Gathering event. Ramaswamy was the final GOP candidate of the day to address a crowd of about 500 people. He weighed in on the government's response to the Maui wildfires and slammed President Biden for not having traveled to the state as of yet. Is it starting to sound a little bit iterative there, folks? This is uh, KOMU in Columbia, President attendees of the... Let's see. Let me fast forward into here. Republican presidential hopefuls are gathering in Atlanta this weekend to join conservative radio show host Eric Erickson's The Gathering event. Ramaswamy was the final GOP candidate to address a crowd. Ramaswamy weighing in on the government's response to the Maui wildfires. Yep. Uh, notice, notice what's happening here. <laughs> this is from uh, this is the one from Lubbock, Texas. Uh, Former Vice President Mike Pence and South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. The event is only about 10 miles away from the jail where Trump is set to surrender before next Friday for his. Y'all, it, it, it just keeps going on. I've got so many of these clips, and I found them absolutely hysterical. Uh, it, just it, this one as well. Hang on. Competent leadership. Christie made the comment during an appearance at conservative radio show host Eric Erickson's The Gathering event in Atlanta today. Christie says the country is dividing ourselves into smaller groups, which are... That was Albany, New York. Now, one more for you. One last one is this is from Bakersfield, California. And to their credit, it was more focused on Pence. Way, but it's no real surprise because the Obama-Biden administration delivered pallets of cash to the Iranians. Once again, that is former President Vice Pence speaking. Former President Vice Pence. Okay, so the point of all these is so there's one, there are uh, hundreds of local news stations around the country. And many of them are owned by the same national company. And so they do a pool report. But the scripting was so similar. So... Uh, some of these, they only mention Chris Christie attacking 
Donald Trump or a Vivek Ramaswamy attacking Joe Biden. You would never have known that Mike Pence was there except for that last one. You would have never known Tim Scott was there or Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis. The local media, and I believe these are Sinclair stations. Don't hold me to that, but I think they're Sinclair stations. Their entire focus was either Vivek or Chris Christie. Nobody else. You wouldn't even know. Um, and I suspect if you look and see who the parent uh, company owners back for president, it might actually be former President Trump. I have a suspicion there. Just thought it was very notable that the stations <laughs> just, my gosh, um, they had they ran Chris Christie on attacking Trump or, or Vivek. That the big news out of the conference from all these others. Uh, and they chose not to even cover him. I thought it was interesting. Now, let me talk to you about Ron DeSantis, because I did ask him on stage about Donald Trump not debating on Wednesday night in Milwaukee. Uh, the former president there with the rest of you, and it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. I mean, how do you see the, the lay of the debate stage for next week? Well, we're prepared either way. Um, you know, it, it, it is what it is, and I think everyone should debate uh, if you qualify. I think you owe it to the people to put out your vision, uh, to talk about your record, answer questions about, about your record and decisions that you may have made or not made. And if you're not willing to do that, then I think that, that people are not going to look on that. So who knows what will end up happening. Uh, we'll be prepared either way. That was uh, Ron DeSantis and a little more from DeSantis. By the way, he took very aggressively. I gave him a lot of time to talk about the border situation and the Mexican drug cartels. Very solid answer on this. One of the things that, that I've said I'll do as president, which, yes, we'll declare it a national emergency. I'm going to send military down there. We'll build a wall. We'll, we'll do remain in Mexico, stop the invasion. We'll do all that. But when you have cartels operating the way they are, they're operating as akin to foreign terrorist organizations because they're killing our people. They're poisoning our people. So we are going to authorize the use of deadly force against the cartels. If you have somebody coming in with the fentanyl on their in the backpack, they even break through the border wall where there is wall. Uh, if they're doing that, uh, that's the last thing they, they're going to be able to do because we're going to leave them stone cold dead at the border. We're not putting up with it anymore. That's DeSantis on the border ruffled some feathers with some people, not me. I thought it was a, it was a solid answer. And also on Joe Biden and his Maui situation. Yeah, you, know, you have these horrible fires in Hawaii. And, uh, uh, you know, my wife and I actually, we did our honeymoon in Maui way back in the day. And so like, it's, a, it's a great, great area. Just utter devastation. And Biden, what is he doing? He ends up on the beach. And then he's asked about it, and he says, oh, no comment. Now, look, if a Republican had tried to do that, what do you think the media would do? They would go crazy. In fact, they would blame the Republican for the fires happening in the first place. We all know that that's the truth. So, DeSantis got a lot of great lines out of the crowd. Uh, one more from DeSantis about the family and religious liberty. We'll see a case go to the Supreme Court with, like, Coach Kennedy from Washington State. He was a football coach. He would pray at midfield after the football games, totally voluntary. You know, a lot of students wanted to do it, but he wasn't forcing him to do it. He lost his job because he was he was praying as a public school, and he went to the Supreme Court. He won 6-3, to three, and people say, oh, you know, victory for religious liberty. 
the fact that that's even getting to the Supreme Court tells you that, that, that we're not strong on religious liberty because the founders would have laughed that that would have ever been a case, um, that you're going and doing that. But I think it's the same mindset that uh, your right to practice your faith, and not just with Christians, Orthodox Jews and others, uh, they think that it stops the minute that it impinges on their agenda. That's why you can have a case like a 303 creative at the U.S. Supreme Court where the three liberal justices dissent, uh, and they would have supported the compelled speech. Do you think for a minute, if there was conservative compelled speech, that those three justices, liberals, would have dissented? No way. They would have been on the other side of that. And so they're basically saying that religious freedom is less as a matter of God-given right, and it's more something that the elites are allowing you to do and are tolerating you doing it, but only up until the point that it conflicts with their agenda. And that's very dangerous for society. And if you think about it, the family and faith are the building blocks of society, and those are the two areas that they're really waging an assault against right now. That was Ron DeSantis, Governor of Florida, at the gathering this weekend in Atlanta, Georgia. We also interviewed Nikki Haley, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Chris Christie, and also the Governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin. We'll tell you what they said when we come back. Did you know China has made it a priority to teach students financial literacy starting in preschool? Financial literacy isn't taught in our elementary schools, and parents lack the resources to teach it at home. American kids are yet again being left behind. Now there's a great way for parents and grandparents to help the kids they love learn about finance, thanks to The Sensibles, and at bcs-kids.com. The Sensibles are a team of animated superheroes who help kids age 6 to 12 develop smart money habits in a fun way. BCS-Kids.com was created to channel this multimedia resource to kids everywhere. Buy a subscription for your loved ones, and each month, they'll get a Sensibles kit in the mail with an entertaining DVD, comic book, and activities. Digital subscriptions are also available. They'll also get access to an interactive website with a library of lessons, fun activities, and more. Want 20% off the monthly subscription costs? Visit at bcs-kids.com. Enter the promo code ERIC, my name, E-R-I-C-K. It's the sensible thing to do. Subscribe today at bcs-kids.com. Hello, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. Um, I, I want to. I'm trying to play the audio in the order in which the candidates were on stage, and and we'll do that. I, I do want to note the opposition research is starting to drop from about Vivek Ramaswamy, and it's not just from the DeSantis camp. Although to be sure, I'm sure some of it is. ABC News has a report out now that uh, Vivek told his friends he was running to stop Ron DeSantis. And thus far on his campaign, that appears to be uh, what he has tried to do. Uh, But uh, there's other stuff coming out, like he spoke at a Scientologist uh, conference a while back. So the the, the oppo, this is part of the problem here, is he's a very successful businessman. But he's also 38 years old. And candidates who are in their 30s have different opposition research than candidates who are in their 50s. It's different, and it might not translate what they did as well as what others, because let's just be honest here. We're dealing with deeply ambitious people, some of whom have been in politics for a long time, and a lot of their stuff has been vetted. And he's not only new to this, but is 
uh, out of the gate running for president of the United States. But he's got a wealth of support out there. There are a lot of people who are very attracted to his message and a very upbeat uh, revolutionary message, if you will. In fact, on stage with me, he talked about uh, we're now in a new American revolution, a nonviolent revolution conducted at the ballot box. So with people rising up to take on the establishment of the managerial class, it's a persuasive message for a lot of people. But uh, his campaign's going to need to be prepared for incoming fire. And I do have to wonder, because he is, I mean, in all honesty, he's just diametrically opposed to positions he had just a few months ago. Like, for example, he's he's today says it doesn't matter that Donald Trump's not on stage. Two months ago, he said he'd be a coward if he didn't come on stage. So he's going to have to now uh, stand the fire that's going to come from the opposition research of the other candidates who inarguably can tell his momentum is growing. And when you have a candidate like this and his momentum is growing, they want to stop him. We'll see how he handles it. Right now, I want to tell you about Vision Computers, whether it's your back-to-school special or your business special. I've gotten questions on this uh, from a couple of people. Let me just make this very plain to you. If you call Vision Computers at 404-COMPUTE, they're going to build you a computer. You're, it's not going to be a generic one-size-fits-all computer. They're going to ask you what you want and what you need and how upgradable do you want it. They're going to put together the computer, desktop or laptop, and then they're going to give you technical support. That technical support goes beyond uh, your standard technical support. They help you get your email set up. They help you with printer support. They help you with antivirus protection. They help you with uh, software maintenance and installation and upgrades. They help you with anything you need. You just call them and they answer the phone. That's the most remarkable thing about it. You call them, they answer the phone day or night. If they're overwhelmed, they take your information and they call you back promptly. So you don't have to have an office IT department if your office computers come from Vision. You don't have to worry about it as a family either. You just call them, 404-COMPUTE, tell them I sent you, 404-COMPUTE, visioncomputers.com or 404-COMPUTE. I am a small businessman. The company that I run for my radio show, it's a small business. I've got employees. I don't have HR. You may be in that situation, and you may really need HR. Well, you may want to talk to Bambi. When running a business, your employees can create all sorts of interesting situations, and they could get you in trouble. What happens when two employees are squabbling? One of them smells bad all the time. What do you do? How do you navigate the rules? With Bambi, you get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 a month. They're available by phone, email, real-time chat. Onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance. Your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. Let Bambi handle your employees for you. Their HR autopilot automates important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. Listen, you want U.S.-based HR managers who give you experience, expertise, a personal touch you need to make it seem like they're a part of your team. They can cost eighty grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 a month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast when you sign up. It'll help you. It'll help your company grow. It'll help you keep peace of mind. It's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E. Bam. B-E-E.com. Bambi.com. Type in Eric Erickson. Greetings and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number on the show, 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program uh, you need to know there is some news out right now. Over a 1,000 people are now documented to be missing um, after those awful fires 
in Hawaii. Um, we still don't know. The governor of Hawaii has come out now. They have the, the emergency management head who didn't fire the sirens has been fired. The governor says the man essentially made a good point that we've never turned on the sirens during fires, only tsunamis. So we had a legitimate concern about people running to the mountains, but the governor still disagrees. They've also reassigned the guy who refused to allocate water uh, and are uh, still trying to say it was climate change as opposed to just absolute government malfeasance. Um, this is It's a developing story. Uh, the president intends to fly out there, but only for about an hour he'll fly out and then fly right back to Lake Tahoe. So not a whole lot of on-the-ground time there. Uh, we're going to go on, uh, spend a more, some more time with folks on the ground. Uh, one last, though, from Ron DeSantis before we get to Nikki Haley about the federal bureaucracy. Don't tell me all this bureaucracy is necessary. Uh, they've increased the agencies by 50 percent since 2019. A lot of that was COVID, and then they locked it in at higher levels. Are you trying to tell me if we went back to just the size of government we had five years ago that somehow that this would be uh, bad for the country? Are you 50 percent better off as an Amer? Of course not. So there's so much of this that is grossly excessive. So we're going to do things like, um, you know, uh, reduction through attrition. Uh, you know, we're going to empower the secretary. Um, you know, to be to be more um, um, uh, aggressive um, at, at laying people off. We're going to issue a directive: all DC footprint for the agencies needs to be reduced by 50 percent because you've had so much of these people consolidated in DC and all that. So that's just the government is too big, and we need to reduce its size. That Don't was DeSantis talking about reducing the size of government. Now, also Nikki Haley. Uh, some great moments from her. You know, it's funny, with Haley and DeSantis both, people in the crowd, it, well, DeSantis, a number of people in the crowd came up to me and said, I was with him and he lost me, but this guy could win, and I, I think I'll give him another look. Same thing with Haley. People were saying, where is this woman on the campaign trail? This, this Nikki Haley could be president. Reporters had very similar reactions. Here now, Nikki Haley. I, the hardest part that we have right now that we have to overcome is this national self-loathing that has taken over our country. The idea that they say America's bad or that it's rotten or that it's racist. I was elected the first female minority governor in history. America's not racist. We're blessed. Our kids need to know to love America. They need to be saying the Pledge of Allegiance when they start school every day. We have to go back to that national purpose and the values that made our country great. Nikki Haley, uh, she also talked about sanctuary cities and immigration. And when I asked Border Patrol about their job, they said, you want to know what we do? We're glorified babysitters. They don't let us do our job. Five and a half million illegal immigrants have crossed that border. We had enough fentanyl cross that border last year that would kill every single American. Number one cause of death for adults 18 to 49, fentanyl. And don't think for a second China doesn't know what they're doing when they send it over. We have got to control our border. And the way that I will do that is, first of all, we will defund sanctuary cities once and for all. Instead of 87,000 IRS agents going after Middle America, we'll put 25,000 Border Patrol and ICE agents on the ground and let them do their job. We will make sure that we go back to remain in Mexico because guess what? Nobody wants to remain in Mexico. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> we will end catch and release, and we will start catch and deport. We have to secure our border. It is a huge national security threat, and we've got to get that done. Nikki Haley uh, on Sanctuary Cities, a little more from her here. I think that President Trump was the right president at the right time. I agree with so many of his policies. But at the end of the day, we have to win in November. And it is time to put that negativity and drama behind us. We can't keep talking about the past. We have got to talk about how we are going to take America to a new future that is full of peace and law and order and opportunities for our children. And in order to do that, we have to have a new conservative leader. We have to have a new person that's going to go forward and start giving us solutions. Republicans have lost the last seven out of eight popular votes votes for president. That is nothing to be proud of. We should want to win the majority of Americans. Our solutions are the right ones. We know what it takes to lift up everyone, not just a select few. I have been a two-term governor that took a double-digit unemployment state and turned it into an economic powerhouse. I was at the UN. I didn't work with one country. I dealt with 193. It is time that we start getting ready to really take on these big issues. We look so distracted right now. And when America's distracted, the world is less safe. It is time for us to get focused, smart, and strategic. For the sake of our kids and our grandkids, we've got to do that. Nikki Haley, uh, you know, we talked about her family and things, too. She, Her parents chose... To move to the United States, they gave up a lot to be in from India. They they came over. Her mother was a judge, her dad an accountant, and they made the conscious decision to be Americans. And they chose, of all places, South Carolina. Not even aware of. I think the first thing we need to remember is a house divided cannot stand. Mm-hmm. As you can tell what I said versus what I am, I'm completely in the wrong clip now, but let's just go with it. I am a professional, but it's one of those days. We need to focus on what it takes to have a strong America. And I think that in the past, wars have been fought land, air, sea. We need to be paying attention to cyber. We need to be paying attention to artificial intelligence. We need to be paying attention to space. That is the new frontier. That is what we need to make sure we're very focused on. I don't know if you saw recently, China has embedded malware into our network systems. They've put in a code that our officials, that our government can't find. So now I want you to think about our power grids. Think about our water supply. Think about our communication systems. That's what we're talking about. Those are the things we need to focus on. You have to protect Americans. Every U.S. president's first goal should be to protect American lives, protect American sovereignty, and protect freedom. And that's how we have to start looking at things going forward. That's not happening today. That hasn't happened in many years. That's what I will make sure sure we do as president. Now, that was actually the response to the question I asked uh, all of the candidates, except Chris Christie, and he still answered it, is something I've talked to you guys about that I said I wanted to ask. 
which is there are so many things that we don't even know that we don't know. We, I can't ask you candidates about the things you don't know you don't know. But I can ask you, where do you go look? What rocks do you turn over? What, what, what shade do you go into to see what's hiding in the darkness to begin to learn what you don't know you don't know so that you can then know you don't know it and understand it, begin to understand it? And her response right there that uh, we got to start looking into artificial intelligence and cybersecurity. We got to start looking into uh, the code of the programs and the software that run America. It was, it was a good answer. It was a thoughtful answer. And I didn't give anybody a heads up. I was asking those answers. Although when you get to the fourth person on stage and I've asked the first three this, you can kind of be, you can presume uh, that it was there. I gotta tell you. The guy who I think shocked the crowd the most because they expected to hate everything he was going to say was Chris Christie, that uh, he got probably some of the best crowd reactions. And I really do think it's this. People perceive him to be on the left. They forget he's got a 100% pro-life record as governor, but they presume that he's not really with us, and they start listening to him. Out of the gate, his first response on why you're running for president was education and fighting teachers' unions and, and getting kids better options than failing public schools, but... He also is pretty blunt about we got a lot of bipartisan problems in Washington, D.C. You can't just blame the Democrats. Obama, Trump, and Biden have dug us too deep a hole. I mean, Trump added $6.5 trillion to the national debt in four years. And Biden is going to exceed that. I mean, look, everybody, this is a bipartisan problem. We, have, we had a Republican Congress for the first two years of the Trump administration, and we didn't do it. Obama, Trump, and Biden have dug us too deep a hole. I mean, Trump added $6.5 trillion to the national debt in four years, and Biden is going to exceed that. I mean, look, everybody, this is a bipartisan problem. We, have, we had a Republican Congress for the first two years of the Trump administration, and we didn't do it. Chris Christie, on stage at the gathering, one more here. uh uh-huh calling out Congress. And the most disgusting part of Joe Biden's State of the Union address this year, when he stood up and he said, we'll all agree, right, we're not going to do anything to Social Security. And both sides got up and cheered. A group of liars and cowards. Because they know. That was him talking about Social Security and entitlement reform that uh, we, we, we've got to we, – we've got to fix entitlement reform in the country. We've got to begin to engage on those issues, and he's right. He and Mike Pence were probably the most forceful people on stage about the need to uh, do entitlement reform. Uh, Mike Pence's age – I was 40, I believe, uh, 45, and – uh, Chris Christie says he's he's willing to go earlier than that, and and other people in the pool. So, for example, I think Mike Pence was, if you're 40 and over, we're not going to touch Social Security for you. And I think Christie's was like, well, maybe 35 and up. But they all kind of made the point that Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett, that we we're paying them Social Security. You don't need it. They don't need it at their age. They don't need it. So we should means test it. So the super wealthy aren't getting it, and that frees it up for people who do need it. Lots of ideas there, and also pointing out that neither Donald Trump nor Joe Biden want to deal with the entitlement issues that if we don't deal with, they're going to bankrupt the country. Now, one of the great sponsors here and and who has helped us so much get off the ground, and we had a lot of tremendous sponsors at the conference, but let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. If you move your cell service to Patriot Mobile, 
you're dealing with a company that shares your values explicitly. So a Christian conservative company, they take your profits that you help them grow and they fund the conservative causes you care about. All you got to do is move your cell phone service to them. In exchange, they give you guaranteed great service at a great rate. They use the same cell towers you're probably already using. They'll even take your existing cell phone number if you want it. You can what's called port it over, move it from your current carrier to them. If you have an unlocked phone, you can take her. They can give you a brand new, latest, state-of-the-art phone at Patriot Mobile. You can also call them, 972-PATRIOT, and tell them I sent you. You get free activation with my name. You get great discounts. As their profits grow, they're giving to the conservative causes you care about grow. So the Second Amendment, the pro-life movement, conservative candidates around the country running for office, they fund those sorts of things. There are other companies that claim to be conservative cell phone providers. This is the only one that really is. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. That's how you go. You can see a uh, map, put in your address, zoom into your house, see how good the 5G, the data, the voice is. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric, or you can call them 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. Get free activation with my name, coast to coast, PatriotMobile.com slash Eric, or 972-PATRIOT. Welcome back. It's Eric Erickson here. I got to interview Vivek, and and let, let's let's work on pronunciation together. Um, so his team said it, it's a hard E, so it's V, not V, like I've been saying, Vivek. Uh, it's not Vivek. Uh, it rhymes with cake, so Vivek, Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy. Nice guy, 38 years old, running for president of the United States of America. I'm at that point where I'm having to come to terms with people younger than me running for president. Uh, this is one of the things that, that got a lot of applause in the room. The president runs the executive branch of the government. I do believe that I have a deeper understanding of how to actually shut down the administrative state and the parts of it that should not exist. Probably the best understanding that anybody's brought to that office in the last 30 years of anyone who's run. Because it takes a combination of, yes, being an outsider who's been a CEO who knows that if somebody works for you and you can't fire them, that means they don't work for you. It means that you work for them and you're responsible for what they do. I've fired underperformers in the private sector. I'm going to do it for probably 75% of the people who work as federal bureaucrats in the government in Washington, D.C. But it takes an outsider to do it, also an outsider who knows Something about the laws and constitution of the country. That's also very important. They told Trump you couldn't do it because of the civil service protections. Well, read the law. The civil service protections apply to individual firings. They do not apply to mass layoffs. And mass layoffs are absolutely what I'm bringing to the D.C. bureaucracy. So that's my job. Good for him. That was a good answer. A, a, a answer grounded in the law. He, he had this to say. About woke culture, some this is the his wheelhouse. ESG is how he kind of came to fame on the right, battling back against diversity, equity, inclusion programs, and ESG. He's just a symptom of a deeper void of purpose and meaning in our country. And when you don't have real faith or real patriotism or real family or real hard work, you're going to resort to climate activism and water rights instead. And I think the work that we have to do, it's why I'm in this race, frankly, Eric, is I think that we have to fill that vacuum with our vision of what it means to be a citizen of this nation, do it without apology, and that is how we will dilute these woke agendas to irrelevance. And this is our moment to look ourselves in the mirror and ask ourselves, do we have it in us to go beyond just criticizing those endless hypocrisies on the other side, as I and others have done, 
and now level up and say that we're actually offering an affirmative vision of our own. And I think that's our task in the next year and a half. One more from Vivek. Uh, and, you know, he said uh, we're living in like a, a revolutionary moment. Listen to this. And I think that's why we live in a 1776 moment today. <laughs> like Thomas Jefferson or John Jay, it's a special time to be alive, actually. To be able to ask the question of do we trust ourselves as the citizens? Do we actually expect a government to tell us the truth instead of serving us a noble lie? That's really what the modern divide in this country is about. And when you divide it up that way, the good news is it's not 80-20. It's not 50-50. I was going to say it's not even 80-20. It's easily 80-20 in our direction. Half the 20 are people younger than me who never learned those American ideals in the first place. That presents us an opportunity to win this election, not in a razor-thin 50.1 margin. And I think it is critical that this not be another 50.1 tug of war where you know, CNN announces the election winner the Monday after the election. I think that is not going to be good for this country. Vivek Ramaswamy sat down with me at the, at the gathering. If you want to see each of the individual uh, conversations, including his full interview, we put them all on YouTube. If you text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777, you can get them.